National Harbor. Still 16-7 Vikings over the 49ers. Kind of thought we'd see a little more offense from the Niners this half, and instead, uh, Vikings not scared. They're just carving up that Niners defense. They're going after them, and this is looking like it may not be what we thought it would be, and this is, here's Monday Night Football for you, right? Jordan Addison is just having a monster coming out yes. game. We talked about this before the game, and that's actually P.I. right there. Uh, he was holding his arm. But we talked about how Jordan Addison needs to step up if he's going to be wide receiver one in place of Justin Jefferson, and he has done nothing but deliver tonight. Two touchdowns, over 100 yards receiving, I think 105 yards receiving. Looks like the Vikings are going to score right now, so woo, woo-wee. And meanwhile, the Vikings now seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Wow. The live totals up to 46-and-a-half on this one. Uh, also, 8-2 Rangers up on the Astros in the fifth already. The total Jeez. on that, 14-and-a-half. So plus money, the plus, the plus money day. Pl the, the, the sharp bettors are making hay while the sun shines. Let me tell you what. Now, it probably doesn't happen twice, but they, were, they are uh, 10 to 1 right now on the money line, the Astros, to win. All we need is for someone to get plunked. We need a home run after that. And, and then Baker to get no, kicked out. Probably not going to happen twice. It only happens once. So, all right, we bring in our buddy Patrick Everson, senior reporter, Vegas insider, and uh, – I don't know if you saw what happened. You obviously were watching the game, Patrick. But uh, Trista had the under in the first half of this game. Sitting there nice and pretty, 10-7. Even a field goal would have kept her under. And then Jordan Addison, 60-yard touchdown, sent the thing over and sent really the mood on this entire set, my friend, just the energy was sucked out of it. That's one of the worst bad beats I think I've ever seen. And I feel like, Patrick, that's kind of a – encompasses what the weekend was like for the public, wasn't it? Oh, that's fair to say. And I did hear about uh, Trista's uh, fate with misfortune there. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to figure out if I feel worse for Ryan having the flu or Trista yeah. losing that bet. It's close. Uh, the flu does suck, but wow. <laughs> I feel for you, Trista. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, I, I mean, look, it's a little bit of a synopsis of the weekend for sure because obviously um, – uh, you know, the nine, you know, not so much from Trista's perspective on the under, but more so from the public certainly is on the Niners tonight, was on the Bills yesterday, uh, along with a couple of other teams, certainly was on the Lions. And it's de it definitely, for most books, was a pretty good NFL week for the second week in a row because the right teams lost in the right spots. And it might continue tonight. I mean, if Minnesota punches this in, San Francisco is going to have a handful trying to come back here. Yeah, uh, Pat, if you want the full rundown, in terms of the public, 70% or more of bets in Week 7. If the Vikings cover tonight, it will be the Vikings. Uh, the Buccaneers do not cover. 84% of the money was on the Bucks. 83% of the money was on the Raiders. 80% of the money was on the Bills. 78% on the Packers, no. 77% on the Niners, possibly no. 76% on the Rams, 74% on the Browns, 73% on the Lions. <laughs> the only team, Patrick, that the public was on big that actually hit, squeaked out, which was the Seahawks minus eight and a half. So what do we take from this? What do the books say? Is this a trend that we can expect to continue? Because it feels like now we need to fade the public at least temporarily. <laughs> Right. Well, I think what you got to remember is the, the pendulum is always going to swing, and it never swings more viciously than it does in the NFL. Uh, the public had uh, a few good weeks early on, a few good weeks in college football, too, thanks to my Colorado Buffaloes. But uh, Colorado was giving everything back, and it's all ready to give some more back this week at UCLA. 
But um, look, the pendulum swings back. I don't know that it's a trend you should put, you know, necessarily too much stock in. But just keep in mind, I mean, the, the, that, that again, the pendulum does swing. The books don't stay in business by the public winning every week and hitting, you know, all their three, four, and five team money line parlays, stacking up their favorite, you know, the, the, the popular favorites like the Niners and the Chiefs and the Bills and so on. Um, that's not how these buildings get built out here. That's not how they can continue to offer a lot of things they offer in all the other markets where you, where they're not looking to build buildings, but are certainly looking to uh, run a profitable business. So look, just to, you know, just don't get too wrapped up in, uh, in what the public's looking for. And, and Trista, you certainly didn't deny it. the under was a great bet. The under first half under is a great bet. And it's been really good. You know, honestly, unders in unders in general in these Monday night games have been pretty good so far this season. So uh, you just got a really unlucky break there. Speaking of an under that got blown out of the water, Patrick, uh, Browns-Colts ends 39-38. That game went over at halftime, and yes, I did have the under on that game, so clearly I just – that to me was the biggest shock of the weekend. Was that for you too, or was there anything else that stood out as well that was just a big shocker? I think that was pretty surprising. The reason I'm looking at my phone is I'm going back through a couple of notes, and I thought, yeah, Christian Cipollini with BetMGM, he told me Sunday morning – Tons of Browns money, uh, to our point, on these on all these teams that got a lot of tickets and cash. And lots of under money, too. They were all over the Browns under, and that game flies over tons and tons of points. So that was a shocker and one that, again, un- unusually so, because usually the public is on the over. But unusually so, game goes way over, and BetMGM is thoroughly satisfied with that result. So that was definitely a surprise. I was certainly surprised with the way that um, – not that the Ravens are good, because I think the Ravens are good. And I wish I'd put in like a future, you know, an AFC or a Super Bowl futures last week before this happened, um, because I kind of thought about doing that. But uh, I think that's a good team. I was just stunned that the way they just rolled Detroit. That was just a butt kicking. And again, Detroit was a very public play, not to get us off of the Browns. But yeah, I think that Browns result, um, that Browns game was pretty surprising with all the scoring. You know, uh, pretty surprising that, uh, that that the Browns actually got there in the end. Obviously, some really questionable calls, which I'm sure the two of you have discussed. But, um, yeah, just, a, just a, a crazy NFL Sunday, which is kind of par for the course. Eagles this weekend play the Commanders. Commanders could not have looked worse. Tyrod Come Taylor comes Come in. You promised, Trista. I know. wouldn't do this anymore. I'm in a bad <laughs> mood. Um, so they play, <laughs> they play the Eagles in D.C. now. And what we know about the Commanders is just when they, you think they're going to zig, they zag. Feels like a spot where there's going to be a lot of money coming in on the Eagles, a lot of public money, because in prime time they end up shining against the league's best offense, Miami Dolphins. Is that what is that what Vegas is going to need, is the Commanders to, to cover that number? I, I think they might even need them to, uh, to win this one outright. They're – Fully, the odds maker has talked to every Sunday night as these numbers first go on the board. Trista said, uh, you know, with with how bad Washington looked in Week Seven against the Giants, they know the Eagles. It, it wouldn't have even mattered if, the, if Washington looked bad, but the fact that Washington looked bad is just going to exacerbate the, how much money, how much tickets and money land on Philadelphia this week, especially with Philadelphia coming off a good Sunday night win, prime time, everybody watched against a very good Dolphins team. So uh, I think they're going to need the. the you know, the commanders in pretty much all ways. And I think Philly is going to be a real popular money line play, money line parlay play. And the, the line is right, right in the sweet spot. So it's probably going to be a really heavy teaser play to the Eagles as well. You know, it's crazy to look at this week coming up, Pat, because 
We've only got one game where both teams are over 500. Browns and Seahawks are both 4-2. and two. It's kind of a weird one. I knew it was a bad like... schedule, but yeah, wow. I didn't know it was that you bad. Got... <laughs> now, you got a, cu a couple that are obviously 500. Like, the Bucks are 3-3 three and three up against the Bills, but the Bills mm -hmm. right now don't look like a great team. They're up and down, it feels like, every single week. Where are you seeing some of the early money go in terms of just, like, teams or maybe specific games? Because this has a feel of, like, right, a lot of games that could be lopsided. But, again, after what we saw last week, it may kind of sway people's opinions a little bit. Right, and one game that moved right out of the gate, the public is not selling on Detroit after that. They're not letting that one game mar their impression, at least early on. They definitely like the Lions still, and I know it's the Raiders, but it is the Monday night game a week, a week from tonight. And the, the odds maker I spoke with on Sunday night, this opened at 7 and went to 7.5, and, and he told me right away, he said, it's one-way traffic on the lines. I don't expect that to change. Detroit's been a very public team, still is a very public team. And even though they got blown out in week seven, they got blown out by what most people agree is at least a good, oh, the, the Niners get a touchdown, uh, yeah, is at least yeah, a yeah. good Baltimore team. Christian McCaffrey again, if you can believe it. 35 yards, Christian McCaffrey receiving <laughs> touchdown. Should shock and, no one. <laughs> and right, and, La and Las Vegas, on the other hand, lost to, I don't need, I, I mean, I'm going to have to look. What's this guy's name again? I can't even remember the guy's name. Bajent? Um, Bajent. Yes, yes. They lose to a guy who was playing Division II football last year and was undrafted. So, uh, you know, as much as Detroit got blown out, look, they got blown out by Lamar Jackson, who had a great game and who was a great player, and Detroit is a good team. Or, or rather, Baltimore is a good team. And Detroit is a good team, too, for that matter. Las Vegas looked miserable against a bad team. So uh, I, they're going to be on the lines, and that number is already on the move. So that's one that's, uh, that's already cooking this week. What about this Chiefs-Broncos game? We know that divisional hmm. rivalry games are always tricky to call. Broncos mm -hmm. finally cover the number. They have looked absolutely uh. abysmal. They finally get their second win. I know you're a fan. I don't mean to pile on too too. Oh, it's okay. Rain. It's okay. I go after Ash. How'd that first half under go for you, Tristan? I'm in a bad mood, Pat. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Anyway, no, Chiefs okay. end up covering the number against the Chargers. What's what's mm -hmm. uh, Vegas going to need here? Because it feels like as much as I I want to fade the public, I just don't know if I can get there with Denver. Right, and it's it's hard to get there with Denver, especially against a good team. I mean, they did manage to get it done yesterday, but just barely. I guess very late, right before kickoff of that uh, Broncos-Packers game, they that line flips. The Broncos went to the to the short favorite and still managed to cover on a on a on a late field goal there but i don't know that i could put faith in denver either though it's i i will say that uh the odds maker i spoke with on sunday night uh had this opening at eight and a half chiefs and it looks like we've got some eights on the board at least so at least the initial move was toward denver maybe denver at home literally these teams just played two weeks ago and the chiefs barely got the cover because they got a late field goal uh as a, as 10 and a half point favorites they win by 11 on a late field goal, so De or Denver would have covered at Kansas City. So I I feel like, you know what I think it is? Trista, I think it's a total stay away because the Chiefs could go in there and just roll them. It could just be a, a butt kicking. But as a division game and fresh off having, you know, kind of a bitter loss at, at Kansas City already, and Denver's lost 16 in a row to Kansas City, by the way, uh, straight up. Um, it's, you know, maybe Denver gets its act together and gives KC a, a really good game. I, I feel like I'd stay away. Unless it starts going back up. If it gets to nine, maybe think about Denver. Talking to Patrick Everson, BetMGM tonight. I've got still got like two and a half minutes here. Uh, how about Michigan now moving in to be the favorite to win the national title over Georgia? 
that is a bit surprising to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I mean, I I talked with one ads maker last week, and and Michigan was getting close. The gap was getting closer and closer. It was very tight last week, and as you noted, uh, you know now Michigan in that spot. And what the odds maker told me he said, look, Michigan has kind of separated itself in the Big Ten. He noted they haven't necessarily faced really good teams, but no one is getting close to them at all. So it's they're doing what they should do against teams that aren't that good, and that is beat the daylights out of them. So he said they're even a bigger favorite to win the Big Ten now, along with, as you noted, now being the favorite to win the national championship. It's a little surprising to me. I still thought uh, Georgia would be number one. But look, you know, Georgia's not too, probably not too worried about that. And for that matter, Michigan – obviously, Michigan's got a lot of things to, to be concerned about right now, apparently – but yeah, they they're not thinking about that end of it either. They just want to make sure they're in that final four and they don't care if it's one, two, three, or four. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but, uh, but Michigan is hopefully somebody, you know, a team that if, if people were interested, they got on them a little bit early at, at a little bit longer odds. You could have got them like seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 to one uh, preseason. So. Oregon does not cover last week oh. at the crib. Uh, they largely looked not mediocre, just not nearly as motivated as I thought that they would be against a team uh, that they really needed to crush to continue to look good in the standings to try to make a playoff. Mm -hmm. They go to Utah, Pat. The number moved from six to seven. Utah's a seven-point dog in Utah, one of the toughest places to play in the Pac-12. Very good defense. They like to run the ball. Where's the what, – what is Vegas saying about this one, if you know? Because for it to move from six to seven oh, I know. today is wild. Right, and I know. I, t I went back and forth with one odds maker earlier today, Trista, and they opened at 5.5, and, and he said sharp play right away on the opener at minus 5.5, and, and he said the sharps hit us again at minus 6.5, which pushed them out to 7. I'm like you, Trista. I, look, Oregon's really good, and that game against Washington was may have been the best game of the year for both teams. It was a lot. It was super entertaining, you know, high-level football, although a couple of questionable decisions, but look, I like that they were aggressive on both sides, and they made a great game of it. It was very entertaining. I'm still kind of surprised this goes to seven. I mean, Utah's coming off a good road win. That is a good team. It is a tough place to play. Heck, man, I'm I'm definitely tempted to take uh, to take Utah money line here. Um, I just think it's a really tough spot. Yeah, tough place to play, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Patrick no Everson, Vegas insider. Great to talk to you, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely. Have a great week. Absolutely. What's going on here? Somebody in the Rangers got hit. I don't care. Plate. I mean, I'm trying, Trista. I'm trying to distract you. I'm trying to distract you here. You ain't helping. Damn. I know, it's I bet know. MGM the night. We are going to power rank. I'm just going to go ahead and say congratulations to the Texas Rangers for making it to the World Series. They're up 10-2, heading to the bottom of the sixth. They just tacked on two more with a home run. Uh, this is this is an absolute demolishing of the Houston Astros. Well, we knew that was going to happen when I put $50 on the Astros' money line tonight. Well, I had the Astros and the Phillies tonight, so uh, uh, I know how it feels. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, both of them. Uh, also, 19-14 still. 49ers trailing the Vikings, 222 to go in the third here. TJ Hawkinson, eight catches for 80 yards. Did go down, got his ankle rolled up on. That did not on, look good. Which I would like to say, if I may, might be a little bit of karma, considering he faked an injury earlier when his coach told him to go down to give them more time in the first quarter, and he happened to do what? Oh, he grabbed his ankle. So it's almost like the universe wanted to even things out and said, all right, you want to get hurt? Here you go. Here's your ankle now. Yeah. I, uh, I don't root for injuries. 
Um, that one is, looked very ugly. I hope he's okay, though. I love Hawkinson. He's in oh, every. Yeah. He's a week-to-week player to play his props. The question that I have is, where did Alexander and Madison go? Are they doing a first-half, second-half thing? Because Cam Akers has been used heavily in the mm-hmm. second half. Five attempts for 26 yards. I don't know if this is like a tryout thing, whoever has the best production in the game. But yeah. Alexander Madison, seven attempts, 35 yards in the first half. And I don't think he's played really much since. You're you're kind of looking at an offense where you're right. They don't know, they don't know who their guy is back there. Neither right. one of them, Cam Akers or Alexander Madison, is a number one running back. But Madison did look good in the carries that he got in the first half. Averaged five yards a carry. But now Cam Akers has averaged five point two yards a carry. So you're kind of looking at two guys that are good number two running backs at best that are getting shots to look like a feature back, and they're just kind of seeing, I guess, what. Because really, they haven't had that much time playing together yet either. Someone asked O'Connell what's going on. After this game, if there's somebody that's on the beat listening, ask him, who is your guy? What is your game plan here? That's P.I. No flag. It looked like they were holding him. I kind of thought he had his arm too. I did something. I took the Niners on the money line live. (laughs) I have some friends that are big Niners fans, and they, the general sentiment in their little party is that uh, Niners or Vi- I think it was Vikings Vikings, fans. excuse me. Vikings, Vikings fans, yes, excuse me. I'm a little out of sorts. That's Ten okay. Vikings fans in a random uh, cabin in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. <laughs> They're having some steaks, probably grass-fed. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that. And they are feeling like someone's going to th- put the poop in their cheesecake. So I took the Niners in, on the money line minus 105 because I know Vikings' pain is real, just like my pain. If there is, if there is ever a team... That could, God, everybody's is Addison okay? Now Addison's down. Oh, man. You may have, I mean, again, none of us root for injuries. He's breathing in a very, very jerky manner. You know when you're in pain? Yeah, and he looks ju- like he's hurt. Yeah, he does. Now, TJ Hawkinson is coming back out on the field. So we do have Hawkinson back out after they kind of helped him off and he got his ankle rolled up on. Hawkinson and Addison today have combined for 190 yards receiving, two touchdowns for Addison, and 14 receptions between the two. Yeah. So losing one, let alone both, to injuries in this game, that really puts the Vikings at a disadvantage. They got nothing left if that's the case. But Hawkinson is back out there. Addison, they're helping up now after that dive diving play with Maybe Ward. Maybe he just lost his breath. He might have gotten the wind knocked out of him. Because yeah. the way he fell, he was diving for the ball near the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And he's had this battle with Ward all game long where there was the interception that Ward ripped it out of his hand and then... You know, Addison at the end of the first half. Sorry, I don't know if you remember that play, but it did happen. Nope, uh, I don't nope, didn't happen. That. And then, you know, now now you're now you're looking at just it's been a back and forth all day between those two, but it looks like the, he's at least getting up. So you're hoping, yeah, he's getting helped off. He might have just he's he's walking okay. He just looks kind of shaken up. So you hope that he just had the wind knocked out of him or something. Yeah, I'd like to look on X Twitter to see what's going on with him because. Yeah. He's having a game. Yeah, he is. He's exactly what you want from yeah, him. Yeah, he is. Uh, we got the NBA open up tomorrow. You excited? You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm super excited. Wait. We've got uh, the second coming of, I don't know, Wilt Chamberlain. We've got Victor <laughs> Wembanyama is here. He is an alien. His wingspan's crazy. He's already looking like the rookie of the year. Yeah. If you can get him still plus money, he's plus 125. I think you have to do it. There's a lot of awards, and I want this week for us to maybe talk about some win totals mm-hmm. and some yeah. some award the awards market that we think maybe has some value. Yeah. I have chosen my sleeper MVP. Okay, who is it? 
and it is. Drum roll, why please. don't you guess really fast? Sleeper MVP. Sleeper right. MVP. Let me bring up the market first here. All right. And let's see what we got because my thing is, and we like you have so many of the same names near the top, and I don't think any of those names are going to win MVP this year for a whole bunch of different reasons. I got a scroll, scroll, scroll. Rookie of the year. All right, so we got Jokic and Luka, Giannis, Jason Tatum at the top, and Bead, Curry, uh, Durant. Is it Shea Gilgis Alexander? It is not. 18 to 1. It's a good should guess, I be though. going farther down still? You should be going further Devin down. Devin Booker, still. 20 to 1. It's a good guess, but no. Still no, okay. Still right. no. Uh, I know you're not going to say Dame, 35 to 1. Oh, well, I yeah. almost cussed. Right. <laughs> oh, I almost Penny cussed. Davis, no. LeBron, no. Hold on, let me see. De'Aaron De Fox, 50 to 1. That's a good one as well. No. Okay. Zion. No. Damn, this is, I don't know. I'm, uh, I mean, we're going really far down here. I'm in the 80 to 1 category. Let me see. Let me see. What you got? I'm what in an got? 80 to 1 here. Oh, so it's it's still the same. It is Anthony Davis Whoa, at 40 never, to 1. Never would have guessed that. I know, Why? people. Why? First and foremost, I hate them. Uh, so <laughs> everything that I love is disintegrating before my eyes, as you can see. <laughs> Everything that I hate is winning. So that's step one. Number two, I like this Laker team. I, I, they had a great offseason. They had a great offseason. Obviously, the trade, dead trade deadline last year was incredible that they did going to the Western Conference Finals. And big 54-yard field big, goal. I see that. That's Vikings. huge. Seven, 8-point game. 22-14, yeah. 22-14, 8-point game. So you've got that. I think Anthony Davis... Ended the year on a really great note. His playoff performance was good. If he's healthy, and they're going to need him to be healthy, mm -hmm. he plays at an MVP level. Yeah. And I can't yes. get myself, I can't get myself to the place where I'm taking Giannis because he's got Dame now, and yeah. Dame's going to make his life easier. But yes. I don't think that helps his MVP case. I don't think Jokic. I can't get there with Jokic. Nope. Voter fatigue. I can't get there with Embiid because Harden's going to leave, and this team mm -hmm. is probably going down the drain. I can't get there with Luca, Luca, because he's already injured and he's. I don't just think that team's just going to be good enough. They're not. I don't even they think they're a playoff enough. team, honestly. Yeah. I think they're a team that could very easily tank. The West is deep. Devin Booker, he played like 65 games last year, and there's he's on a super team, so I don't think that MVPs across mm -hmm. the board. Tatum, I can't get there with Tatum because when the lights are bright, he shrinks and shrivels. Yep. So if you're talking about who do I think it's a first-time MVP? Because that's what I think it's going to be, a first-time yeah. MVP. Can't get there with Dame because he's got Giannis. And I think Dame's production is going to go way down. Yeah. I think Dame's going to go from averaging 28 a game mm -hmm. to, like, closer to 19 Minutes to 21. probably going down, too. Maybe, but I just think he's not going to be offensively mm -hmm. needed to carry right. the load the same right. way. So if we're talking about players that have never won the MVP before, you in order to get there, you got to go past – you got to go to basically Shea, Devin yeah. Booker, Donovan Mitchell. Can't get there with Donovan Mitchell either. No, no. Anthony Edwards, no. Shea, Minnesota's I don't think they're going to be good enough as a team. No, no. So the first one that's viable is right there, Anthony yeah. Davis. Yeah. That's the weird thing about the NBA MVP is like you, you have to kind of involve all of well, The NFL has it to a point, but I feel like there's less voter fatigue in the NFL where like Aaron Rodgers has won a million MVPs in like later in his career. And, you know, you don't see MVP guys winning MVP that much later in their career. Carl Malone did. Carl Malone was yep. the oldest, I think, right? I think that's right. I think he was the oldest one. You know, you have then occasionally there's the, hey, we got to get him one, like uh, Kevin Garnett or, you know, somebody along those lines. But I, it, this, this market is tough for me this year. I got to be, it really is because everybody at the top, 
They've all been there. They've all won. I don't think they're winning again for a million different reasons. Steph's not going to win unless he averages 30 a game and the Warriors somehow win 55 games, and I don't think that that's going to happen. Yep. So, yeah, Shea, they're just not going to be good enough yet, although I think that they could be maybe a sixth seed in the West, but that's not enough. I mean, the Thunder were a sixth seed when Russell Westbrook won it, but he averaged a triple-double the first time. I mean, you know, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, they're not going to be – I don't think Cavs are good enough. Anthony Edwards, Dame, you got Giannis there. It's – yeah, I just – like – I guess for me it would just be, well, but can Anthony Davis actually stay healthy? That's big. And That's, that's that, why it's 40-1. to 1. We've never gotten that answer because you're right. When he's healthy, he is one of, if not the best big men in the NBA, depending on who's having a great – right, he's, he's in that conversation. Thousand percent, and on top of that, you could say there's a really good – there's a really good bet on – I'm trying to find why I can't have the awards market on mine and then I can I see you. it on yours. I think there's a good bet on him to win Defensive Player of the Year too. MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. I think if he's healthy, he'll win one of the two. Yeah, and if he's playing like an MVP, he's going to be great defensively. And I think the Lakers could legitimately be a top three team I think in the they're, West. I, and I, I just, I love the offseason they had. Really, ever since the trade deadline where they blew that whole thing up and started from scratch, re-signed the names that they needed to, but also added a few extra pieces. They got added shooting more now. A lot of shooting. Their biggest issue for years with LeBron there. No shooting. No shooting. Nine to one. Nine to Scott one. Scott says nine like, to one for defensive player I of the like year for that, Anthony nine Davis. To one. Yeah, I obviously mean, the value not there as much as MVP, but I like them both. It's it really is. I, I feel like it really is a tough, tough year where you almost have to look and say, okay, is there going to be a team that makes a major jump? And I don't know if there's any team that's going to make enough of a jump to where you could find a first-time MVP that's like a younger player. Right, that's like the next guy up. Now, Zion is somebody that you think about, but he also has that injury history. So I just don't know if I could back him. And then the question becomes, well, if you have Brandon Ingram too, like are you going to – I think Zion would actually get a lot of attention even if Brandon Ingram's healthy and playing well just because it's Zion and he's polarizing. And I think there's a lot of people just itching and waiting to see him kind of take that next step, which I think everybody wants to see him succeed. It's better for the NBA. You just can't count on him year after year. And if he's finally healthy this year, let's say he plays 70 games and averages 26, 27 I mean, points a game. Yeah, and he's leading the league in blocks. Then there's a good chance that Zion does end up winning MVP. The problem is, is remember we had this last year where it was like, oh, look at Zion. He's starting to climb and then just like that gets hurt and it's he done. He breaks. I do have my favorite bet in the futures market okay. set. And it is the most improved market. And this is a player that I think is going to be sneaky, under the radar. A player that kind of fits the mold of last year's most improved player. Mm -hmm. So what was last year's most improved player blueprint? What we had was Laurie Markkinen going in FIBA play and for Finland becoming some crazy beast. Yeah. All of a sudden, Laurie Markkinen turns into a guy who's getting 27. He's shooting from three. He's getting rebounds. He's doing a little bit of everything. And he's leading his team to have team success. So I thought about that. International player playing well, not being thought about. Mm -hmm. Who is he? Mm -hmm. To me, it's Franz Wagner. Ooh. Franz Wagner for Germany was absolutely lights out. We love Orlando. The oh, way yeah. they're playing him, they're playing him at small ball five and four. He's playing in the post. He's playing on the perimeter. They're using him in a bunch of different ways. He's able to get putbacks, Ooh, rebounds. 30 to one. 32 yeah. one. My guy, Franz All Wagner. Right. 
I love that. This Shop around too, because on other places it's sixteen to one, thirty to one at uh, BetMGM. Run to the window. This actually kind of feels like a much more wide open totally award as opposed to MVP. We're like. MVP is more of just trying to figure out who's, unless maybe it breaks the mold in the MVP and voter fatigue doesn't set in because people are like, nobody else deserves it but somebody like Jokic again. So maybe that kind of breaks the mold there. Mikhail Bridges, I feel like, has already had that jump. I don't know if he's the favorite at 9-1, to one, but I don't know if he's somebody that you look at and say, unless the average is like 28, 29 points a game, then maybe he jumps into that. With, you know, even more of an opportunity with the Nets, maybe that's the case. Tyrese Maxey, I kind of feel like, has already made that jump a little bit. but He's, again, he's with, actually the, one of the leaders in terms of shortest odds for most improved players. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey. He's 10 to 1. He went from 40 to 1 to 10 to 1 with the as Harden soon stuff. as Harden decided he wanted to leave. And I think that's the only thing where if he does get just more opportunity to shoot, just gets more yes. opportunity, then, then maybe you're going to get that. Another one that I think is very interesting in this team, doesn't have to, you don't have to be good in order to win most improved. We saw Utah was a playing team. Yep. This team's not going to be good. But Anthony Simons, yeah. without Dame Lillard. Yep. I think Anthony Simons mm -hmm. in 10 games without Dame Lillard last year was averaging oh, he was a almost 30 points per he game. Was, he was getting buckets. So if he gets 30 points a game, he's winning most improved. Like, out, out he's going to be run a, the runaway favorite. So watch for that. Sometimes, too, you have the guys, it's just their role is bigger or they just play. Yeah, that was a great catch by Brandon Ayuk, which is good. We need him over 71 and a half. Cade Cunningham's interesting to me, too, at 13-1, to mainly because he just hasn't stayed healthy. So if he's out yeah. there for a full season, because it's kind of a weird award, right? Like, guys that win it, sometimes it's just they're on a new team. Or it's like Julius Randle winning it. He was in New York. Big I, that spotlight. Helped. 23 Tibbs points won a game. Coach of the year. Yeah, like, he kind of just felt, like, improved, really. Like, we kind of already saw him play we at a pretty him off. level. Yeah. Wrote so him off. It's a little bit different with most improved. So maybe there's a... a Jo not Jordan Poole. Uh, Cade Cunningham is in a situation where if he plays a full season, yeah. averages like 22 and 9, then maybe that, that's He's a triple-double kind of guy. He is. He is. And a lot of hype around him when he was playing FIBA and eating those FIBA guys alive. Yes. And I think that's the reason why it's so that, short of us. That's a great point. He looked really good, and there was getting a lot of credit. A lot. Steve Kerr was talking about him and you know Anthony Edwards a lot. So we got a 49ers field goal going through 22-17 Niners are going to win this game. Oh, here they come. They're going to win this game. the night. We are going to 17 Vikings still over the 49ers. 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Greenlaw just went down. I don't know. We had a lot of that today. Guys just going down. You can't. I don't know what. It, wasn't, it looked like he was just kind of like walking like he was. I don't know if it was a concussion. I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But anyway, Green, Greenlaw's down. Uh, totals 48 and a half in this game. Vikings still one and a half point favorites right now. I, I'm not even going to bother with what's going on in the ALCS because the Rangers are going to run away with this thing. They're up 10-2 in the seventh inning, and the Astros look dead. So there go our Astros tickets. Just digitally ripped them I mean, up. I we and knew it was going to happen because why? Because I bet it. Dude, you mushed a lot today. I think like 10 things. This might be your most powerful day Vikings of mushing fans, ever. you're welcome. I took the God. Niners on the money line last minute live. So n real small. Might not be a big enough bet in order to mush it. Sometimes I feel That's like true. there's a there's a money <laughs> amount, especially like – if I put $50 on something, that's bet. And that's like, I wouldn't put, that wouldn't make my, like, my normal unit $50. We bet yeah. too many things. Yeah. But when I put $50 on something, it's guaranteed to lose. <laughs> Especially when I'm, like, feeling good, you know. First half unders were normally 
the winner yeah. of those things. And that was the winner. Yeah, that was, was still the right side. Even Patrick was like, that was a sharp bet. Yeah, it was. That was the right way to go. You got plus money on it, and then, of course, you get a 60-yard touchdown with seven seconds to so, go in the first half. So, if you're a Niners fan, uh, I'm sorry because I've mushed you. <laughs> 12 minutes, 48 seconds left, and it looks like Vikings are driving. Should so. really be no surprise. Uh, big, big numbers in the Vikings pass game today. Kirk Cousins, 27 to 36, 323, two touchdowns and a pick. Has not been sacked yet. So he drops back now and finds uh, Is that Madison? KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne. Osborne again, which that'll put KJ Osborne at four receptions for 39 yards. He gave it out. 40, 40, well, we're not there yet, though. 40 and a half. But you gave out the receptions as well. I did give out the receptions, yes. So there you go. So K.J. Osborne goes over on receptions now. Addison, six receptions, 110 yards, and two touchdowns. T.J. Hawkinson, nine receptions, 83 yards. Uh, so he goes over on just about everything there, too. So it's it's this is this is the formula for the Vikings. It's the only thing that they can do. Throw, 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 throw. Throw, throw, throw. And again, this is an example of why... Like, I understand that Kirk Cousins doesn't have as high of a ceiling as the elite quarterbacks wow. in the NFL. These third can... down stats that they just gave out for Kirk Cousins tonight, he has, he's hitting at, like, some ridiculous number. I think he's six for nine on third down, five first downs or something. I just saw the graphic. I was utterly stunned. The Another Vi first down for him. Uh, third down efficiency for the Vikings, six of nine today. Wow, yeah, six, six of nine. Of nine. Uh, it's almost as though Kirk Cousins can sometimes play in primetime. Huh, who'd have thunk Third it? Third down conversions, killing it. He's been... I actually like Kirk Cousins. Oh, I mean, listen, I would love him back in Washington. Who's that? But that's not going to, it wouldn't really matter at this point. Powell again? Yeah. Wow. Osborne, I mean, Addison goes down and Powell just picks up where they left off. Eight more minutes in time of possession for the Vikings so far now with, again, uh, what, uh, 11 minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. Another bad beat, if you want it, would be the Jordan Addison over 113 receiving yards when he had 95, and we said, oh, that's only, you know, that's only a few extra yards. Yeah. Jordan Addison goes down. He finishes the game, probably not coming back. You're right. Six receptions, 110 yards. Six for 110. By the way, Brandon Ayuk has not had a single yard in the second half. He had five for 57 in the first half. This is killing me right now. This is yeah. brutal. Like, he needs to start catching some balls. I do not need, uh, you know, what I got yesterday from, because it was, I think it was, if I remember correctly, did did Devontae Adams have... Seven catches. Yeah, but he had like 48 yards in the first half. Yes. And then he finished with 57. Yes. And it's like, I, there's nothing worse than when you see somebody have a great first half and you're like, okay, they're on pace for a big, big game, and then they completely disappear in the second. Vikings have had a lot of time on offense, though. They're eating a lot of clock right now. Eating a ton of clock. And they're still, the best is, though, they're up by five, and they're you not even going to run the ball. You know they're they're going to keep lose. throwing. They're going to throw and throw. Yeah. Well, this is how you know they're going to lose. This is a third down conversion that they must have. Otherwise, they will lose this game because... Because you're going to have the Niners go down. They're going to just run the ball. And we need Brandon Ayuk, damn it. Run, 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 We need run, some Brandon run, Ayuk run, here. And eventually score. They're going to – Niners will win by two. All right, well, here we go. Vikings 7, seven of 10, 10 now. Third down, Jeez. Yeah. Kirk Cousins 8 for 10, 169 yards, two touchdowns, and seven first downs. In just the – yeah, on, on third, third down. On third down alone. On third down alone. And on third here, looking for K.J. Osborne. Thank broken God. up and complete. So we've got ourselves a chance for the Sorry, Vikings fans. I for need the Forty Niners to get their way back in this need game. This money. Kirk Cousins has thrown the ball forty-one times today. That was a good throw. It by was. The way. That was actually just. It was in the coverage and and now with he Addison. He could have caught that. 
Yeah, now with Addison out, Ward's played well today. Yeah, yeah, he He just dropped it. He Mm -hmm. got beat. I mean, if you watch, yeah, he kind of threw the ball. It was a little, yeah, it was not right on target, but I mean, you're expected to. He threw it behind him. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It was the right way. It was the right spot. The right spot. Yeah, you know. But all right, so here we go. Vikings gonna punt now. And here come the 49ers. I mean, only seven. Oh, that's the other thing. Shoot, I have. Mm, I forgot. I have the over 25 and a half 49ers team total. Terrell is sweating out. Terrell Furman, friend of show. Terrell Furman is sweating out the. He has the over 50 and a half Jordan Addison receiving yards. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. Over half an interception for Cousins. Over one and a half touchdowns passing for Cousins. Minnesota Vikings plus six and a half. And under 43. Oh, and the man. under 43, it would have been 25 to win $1,300. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that's pain. Yeah. That is pain. Yeah. He said he's watching this slowly go down the drain. Yeah. We, got, we got 49, or yeah, three, got 39. 39 right now. So 39 he, right no now. No more scoring except a field goal. Can't have anything more. A Vikings field goal to, to seal it is the only thing that he can have. Yes. Sorry, buddy. I got the over on the wow. 49ers team total, so I got to root for a 49ers wow. score here. And can we please get Brandon Ayuk involved? Yeah, I is would that like enough? that. Is that Kittle? No, it's not even. No, it's Christian McCaffrey again. Enough Christian McCaffrey, all right? We've had plenty of that. He's got four, uh, McCaffrey uh, three for 51 now. That's not bad. I had the under. Under 63 and a half for him rushing yards. Under 63 and a half. He's only a 36, so that's a pretty yeah, good spot to be Yeah, that's not bad. In. Yeah. But, you know. That's the good thing about McCaffrey. It's just every week there's just multiple angles that you can take, whether it's, I mean, I mean just, there's, I mean, you could just go rushing. You could just go receiving. You can, you got to kind of figure out, okay, do you think they're going to throw the ball more? I generally just do, oh. It was Kittle again. Damn it. I really Go ahead, Kittle. I don't know where Ayuk is, but he had a monster first half, and he's done nothing now. He's we should text. We should text Brad, uh, who came on the show tonight, and told, tell him to suck it about that uh, Kittle under. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He went completely the opposite <laughs> Take way. Take that under. Uh, Kittle is now at Bitch. five for 78 on kidding. six targets. I'm just kidding. I don't mean that, Brad. I'm just salty today. I mean, you had about as... It's you, bad. You suffered on... You know, live Christian, on camera. Christian McCaffrey receiving three receptions, 51 yards, and yep. a touchdown. Yep. What a straight boss. He's probably not going to run a lot with this injured core. I think moving forward, yeah. again, we want to discuss. Well, Here he goes. Of course, he's running there, Nine though. yards. Yeah. But 63 and a half was his number. I think, in general, he'll work more in the pass game mm-hmm. as that core injury is healing. You don't want to be running into a stacked box yeah, and, and honestly, twisting you. and you He's know? just so good as a receiver. I yeah. mean, that's what his career will probably Dynamic. evolve more into anyway. Dad he's was gonna, a receiver. Yeah, he's going to prolong his career by, you know, playing out of the slot, lining up. I mean, he'll always he'll always have some, some plays carries, where he's, yeah. yeah, carries, where he's involved in the run game or at least lining up back there and catching balls out of the backfield. But yeah, I think we'll see an evolution him. to him a little bit. Look at Addison doing nothing. Look at Addison doing absolutely nothing. Yep. He's going to kill my prop. I I hate betting. <laughs> I hate it. Is it it's 11 to 3 now Texas over Houston. I don't I way. don't want this. You know? This is We've got this is two more minutes left I and know. I get to go and put an ice pack on my head and pretend, and pretend tonight this day did didn't not happen. exist. Meanwhile, the 49ers If you're at Ben MGM National Harbor, do not come by and say hi. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Do not say hi You're unless you grumpy. want this 
Coke Zero in your face. <laughs> I would never do that, but I'd want to, and I'd tell you I did. I'm going to drive very slow home in the in the quiet of my car. Maybe I'm some soft c- music or no soft no music. No music, silence. I don't think. I You're don't going think I'm pure silence. Mom, don't call me. Mom, don't call don't me. Call me. <laughs> well, now I she's know definitely she, going to call yeah, you. Yeah, she will. She's calling you. Uh, do not call me. Okay? <laughs> I want to drive home in silence. 6.30 to go, 22-17. We got a fourth and one in the 49ers. Well, of course, they're going for it. Another they hit for the Rangers. They're going to just pile it on. Oh, they're just, they want to just absolutely cr- they're not Oh, even 49ers getting the first down, yeah. though, on the quarterback sneak. It's not really a tush push. It's just a traditional sneak. But They're not even worried about running out of runs, these Rangers. No, the Rangers want to pour this on the Astros. Yeah. They want to just give a big middle finger to their entire home crowd there and everybody and just absolutely eviscerate this team. And You'd be worried, them. like, we might run out. You know, we might, <laughs> might run out. <laughs> well, we need some for the World Series, Come on, World we need series, some though. for the World Series, guys. Like, let's, let's hold off. I mean, it's just, they're just taunting fans. It's just, and you know what? They earned it. it and bless those those Astros fans. They're still in the stadium. They're still hanging you out. You know what? The that is actually a great point. I would have left a long time Top ago. Top of the eighth. You're just hanging out. Beat that traffic. Get out of there early. Or grab that an Uber or whatever. That ballpark location is in such a great spot, too. Beautiful walking area. I love it. Oh, oh, pick. Did Purdy just throw a pick? Oh, Looks no. Looks like he did. Looks like we're going to go Oh, for a million oh, tonight. Oh, man. Got somebody Ayuk's doing never the worm. Get, how did Ayuk not get any more targets? He did nothing in the second half. There's still five minutes to go, but, like, this 49ers Purdy. defense needs to step up, get we themselves a, a turnover, and quickly get back on offense. Yeah, but I still we need some long field. You know, we yeah, we do. Pile up some we yards some here. Ayuk. A little bit of that. We need some more Ayuk. I could use a little Alexander Madison in the receiving game. He's done absolutely nothing. It's the last leg of my parlay. So I had the... He's got... uh, Madison's just got two catches for three yards. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, what did you take? I needed 20. 20. It's not happening. Well, we... You know what is happening? Me, driving home slow. (laughs) Slow and in silence. Don't call me, anyone. Meditating. Pure meditation the rest of the way. There's a... Thinking about the choices. There's a speed trap on the way home. Why I will all, avoid it. Why it all made sense at the time. And now here we are. Brock Purdy throwing an interception. People are going to blame him. It was a bad pick, I know. Stupid pick. Oh, Just run the ball, Brock. But you know what, though? Here's what we get to say. Kirk Cousins can play in prime time. He did everything he needed to do here. You see all these bolts? These yeah. were all hitting props that I didn't take because yep. I didn't trust myself. Uh, all of them. That's the worst, when you when you just don't trust it, and then you realize that was the one. Go with your gut. It's like seven. Go with your gut. All right, we're back tomorrow. It's BetMGM Tonight.